The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. He, he would just be the Spider-Man Mr. Stark meme and just dissolve into dust. I'm Gus I don't Stark, know what I would I don't do. Feel too good. I don't I I don't know what I should do. Should we sync these sync these puppies up? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do Here it. Here we go. All right. Three, I'm ready. Two, one. Cool. Right. Dashing through right, back the, to the cyberpunk pod chat. Lovely in lovely. A horse open Dude. mic. Oh, open mic? Okay, oh. if the mic is open, if the mic open is mic open, it is cyberpunk. For all of my listeners, um just Jack's listeners, for not all, me or Bobby's listeners. Yeah, just for Jack's all, listeners. For all the Jack stands out there. Jack stands. Hey, shout out to any, hey, if there's any Jack, that'd be cool. That'd be weird. I don't know how I feel about we that. We got some Jack stands and you know, well, I'll see you, a couple Jack simps. Yeah. Can you imagine if we got an email that was Jack like simp. That was like, I like Jack, but Bo- I don't like Bobby and Brent. Bobby and Brent can fuck off. When oh are my you going to put, when are you going to put that $1 million replacement option on so we can replace these two? I mean, that might just be everyone though. It might just be yeah. all of our listeners, you know, because me and Brent are super annoying. No. It's and we're bad. really insecure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know a couple really Brent insecure. stands, I'll say. Oh, we do Fair have, enough. we definitely have some Brent stands out there. We have there. Brent stands. We definitely we, do. One being myself. <laughs> one being me. <laughs> yeah. And the other one being me. <laughs> me, baby. Me. I, I think there's about a, a bo- one Bobby stand at least out there. Oh, man. Listen, it, it's, you know, it's hard to be on this pedestal. You know, my legs are tired. Okay, yeah. Brent. I can't go anywhere <laughs> but down at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Brent, you, you could be a symbol of of uh, a religion i think honestly oh it's interesting you bring that up bobby because that actually kind of hits somewhat close Whoa. to what we're talking about Ooh, are we today. gonna start a religion somewhat somewhat you know we've been, honestly, dude, we've been talking about starting a cult or something haven't we yeah yeah i mean listen we, we, we have we have we have the I don't we know. We have the I just got a text message and it threw me off. <laughs> we have the yeah. I got I got a text message too. It's from you. Oh really? Was it from me? Yeah. I got one from someone at work. So <laughs> we have the the what the rush model. I forget uh, what the uh, the bite model. The bite model. Yes, the bite we model. Know, the Hell's Angels. We know Hell's Angels. To, Hell's Angels. What are you talking? About? I I was talking about the uh, the one when we talked about the bite model. No behavior control. Intellect control, thought control, emotional control. We know how to. We know how to cut it up. Boys. That was the Heaven's Gate episode, and for some reason, I thought yeah, it was Hell's yeah, Angels. Yeah. Well, you. Well, yeah, yeah. You, the you, Hell's Angels. I think I bring it up in a lot of the in a lot of the cult ones. Well, I don't bring it up. Maybe I don't bring it up. In my, I think about it in my mind. <laughs> well, yeah, least, at the very least, it's there. Oh, guys! Before we start, though, I gotta take off my Christmas sweater because I'm getting there is real so toasty. much before we start. Like it's like it's okay. years before we start at this point. Yeah, maybe Might we well introduced just... ourselves. I know, oh, and like, 
I was so sidetracked by that work work text that I just got <laughs> of having to explain where our trash bins are outside of the office <laughs> that I completely did not hear anything you guys were just talking about. It so was on nothing, that note, it was let's in, so I'm going to introduce myself. <laughs> All right, Ben. Um, I'll, I'll Betty boy, Brent B. Bent, that's not, boy. That's not what I'm going to be. Um, so I'm going. I'm going to go with. Um, I have a couple. I'm going to go with, I am your consumer byline, B, Brent. That That will make more sense later. (laughs) Okay, Brent. Okay, Brent. Uh, I am your uh, Edgar Boone B, Bobby. Edgar Boone? (laughs) I don't even know. I don't either. It's just on the Nixium wiki page. Interesting. I'm your uh I'm your joint bank account J Jack. Cuz I feel uh, like know, I feel like good. they would insist on a joint bank account. Now, they honestly it's somewhat applicable when we get into it. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it I know is. they're like a like a like a money thing. There's something with money at some point. There's so. definitely money involved in this and that's a big part of Dude, they, the um, like, crimes that we will detail at a certain yeah. point, but wait, would, they, wait. would they or would they not insist a joint bank account? I feel like they would, right? Uh, they, well, I mean, considering that uh, the leader of this group uh, has sworn off all possessions, and yet somehow this group managed to obtain millions upon millions of dollars, I would say, yeah, he probably would wow. insist on someone what? else bring, footing the bill here. You Wait, know, what is... Joint account. I have a question. What is possession? What is... Value mm. possession? Oh, Jack, you're already in the mindset, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question of, of what is... Uh, how do you spell Nixium? Love. What what love is? Oh, I, all I know is oh, I want you to show me. Brent and Jack, huh? we got some crazy mm-hmm. news here. I'm on the Wikipedia page for uh, Nixium. 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 And uh, it just completely blocked me off and said this website can't be reached out of nowhere. Oh, shit. But my internet is- works. That is news. You're right, Bobby. I'm glad you stopped us for that. My internet still works. I'm talking to you guys. So clearly there's some kind of conspiracy going on here. Something strange is afoot. They know that we're recording this episode. We are about to get sued. Yeah, I said Edgar Boone and then all of a sudden I got booned. Those people, those conspiracy theory people. Mm -hmm. It all connects. It makes sense. All right. But speaking of Nixium, that is what we are talking about today. And um, good sirs, what do you know about Nixium, if anything at all? Like, okay, fill me in on your Nixium journey. I know that Edgar Boone is apparently the most, uh, the highest ranking member or uh, a contributor, um... according to Wikipedia. I read Nixium and a Ponzi scheme in context together, and that's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's definitely part of it. So <laughs> that's yeah, so all I know. So if you're listening to this right now, um, you've probably heard of Nixium because they've been sort of like all the rage in in the uh, the the world of you know money laundering sex cults and all that shit um so you've probably heard a lot about them or heard like weird things like oh this once famous actress from smallville was like recruiting sex slaves for like some dude in albany new york what the hell is that all about yeah and i watched smallville so this one hits home yeah 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 totally um because i i'd never even heard of this group at all prior to um there was like a new york times story that broke in 2018 sort of like 
exposing all like the sordid details of like what was going on with these this group but the, th- the funny thing is they were around for a long time and on the surface they kind of just seem like a boring sort of like self-help type group that you wouldn't necessarily think anything too weird about it mm. i would say on like a very surface level before if you hadn't heard about all the crazy shit that's come out in the last two years they kind of just sound like your you know tony robbins you know sort of thing or like a the secret where when it's you like wake up in the morning you gotta believe that that everything you can get in life is gonna manifest itself to you in the next five hours like that stuff yeah sort of that was my best tony robbins impression yeah no very honestly uh, you sent me there bobby but um good yeah it's kind of you know kind of fringy kind of woo woo hoosh bubba booey i don't know (laughs) kind of goofy but like nothing about it on it's like surface level necessarily seems culty per se you might look at me like oh you know, kind of, you know, in the way that you might say some people who are into the secret, like, oh, look at this cold, uh, but, like, you know, it's more kind of sclampy, kind of meme more than, like, an actual cult, you know? Yeah. You're kind of just, like, digging yeah. on it more than it's, like, it's more just, like, a kind of, like, a new-agey kind of self-improvement thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, the more you peel back the layers of this um, stank and onion, the stankier <laughs> it gets. <laughs> okay, well, w- working to build a better world is like every, you know, you're in the sci-fi movie and the opening scene is an ad for the, the, the company that is actually the evil company. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like about? the by and larges type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like Nixium. Where we can extend life to infinite possibilities, where we can we can a- a- optimize and improve, and then they go Nixium, working to build a better world, and then it goes to the actual movie. Yeah, and, and there's like a hints. You're like you're looking at like a giant. Turns out you're looking at a giant like L- LED screen that's yeah, like the size and like of the a building. Person is like is like tiny. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. a metaphor for like the size of corporations yes. to the individual. Dude, I got cyberpunk on the brain, dude. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, this man. is a good pitch. We should just make a show. No, it's so cliche, Bobby. Why do you think I was able to come up with it so quickly? <laughs> we'll workshop it. We'll it'll be it'll be it the, it'll zero, be the future where zero nuance. It'll what be the future mean? where brain boggled podcast takes over the in the uh, technology industry. That would be so funny. The mm. i the, the bog phone. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! It's only streams one yeah. podcast. Brain boggled. The new exactly. brain boggled yeah. Halloween themed mug. Everything honestly, you, you need, need in a mug. <laughs> and honestly, the fact that you think you need any more podcasts than brain boggled is honestly, it's kind of a limiting belief of yours. I like and I think we need to work that out. That, like some, we we bankrupt ourselves and we fall <laughs> from grace, and then in like two hundred years, people are like getting sacrificed and they're like Bogtober we must we must appease the Bob we must appease him <laughs> oh my god dude can you imagine that'd be so funny uh, dude listen we're, we're not that far away all we need to find are some billionaire heiresses to help fund this thing for us and we'll be off to yeah, the races that step so one? speaking of that let's get into what Nixium actually is great segue <laughs> so so, um, Nixium, spelled N-X-I-V-M, because edgy, I don't know. <laughs> no, because because Roman, dude. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure that's what it is. Um, the funny thing is, I couldn't really find like a de- definition of what Nexium was supposed to mean. What is XIV it's, in Roman numerals? Um, well, X is ten, I is what or twenty four or twenty four technically fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but so maybe it's really N fourteen. Oh, where I got the two? Well, X with the X on its own is ten, and then you know maybe the one IV, four, maybe maybe one four means ten four. 10-4, or, or 1-4 is lead speak, and it's actually Neum. Mmm, bruv. Get it. So, <laughs> anyway, all this has to say is I don't know what is meant by Nixium other than I think it's this is just fucking... It was probably um, just th- buzzword. Yeah. yeah, basically. It just sounds cool. But um, basically, the de- what uh, Nixium is supposed to be, or they sort of purport themselves to be, a self-proclaimed American multi-level marketing company based in Clifton Park, New York, which is a suburb outside of Albany, which offers personal and professional development seminars through its, quote, executive success programs, unquote, of large group awareness training. So, on its surface, it just is supposed to be this, like, oh, you come here and we're going to teach you how to be a more productive and, like, successful person. Wait, they self-describe themselves as a multi-level marketing thing? Company, yeah. I always, when I hear that, I automatically assume it's it's, it's some sketchy scam thing. It's a pyramid scheme. It's It's basically, like, a fancy word for a pyramid scheme. Oh, I didn't realize that they actually, I thought they tried harder to hide it. I mean, honestly, multi-level marketing is basically just pyramid scheme. They probably have some kind of word, legal obligation oh. to, like, say that or something. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I think, like, what is it? Is it Amway? There's, like, a lot of companies that sort of use this multi-level marketing model. Cut, and cut. the idea behind it is that, like, you know, you have someone who's at the top, and then they recruit people to, like, work under them and each of those people are supposed to recruit more people and each person who recruits more people the people above get commissions for recruiting more people and then whatever product these people are selling a commission of that sale also goes to each person on the way up 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 to the top i.e pyramid scheme that's yeah. basically what a multi-level marketing company is <laughs> somebody pitched a pyramid scheme to um to the, the UK version of Shark Tank is called Dragon's Den, and somebody pitched a pawn. <laughs> Such a better name. And yeah, they that were is like, better. They were like, it's a pyramid scheme. And he goes, it's not a pyramid scheme. And they go, draw out the corporate structure. And he draws it out, and they go, now draw lines all around it. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and they go, it's a pyramid. <laughs> uh, I like the reverse funnel like schemes. Li- yeah. Which is basically It's literally that scheme. episode of The Office where, like, where like Michael is trying to sell like telephone cards to people in the office and they're like how is this not a pyramid scheme yeah. and he starts drawing it out and Jim yeah, takes yeah. a marker from him and just draws a pyramid around it yeah. it's basically the same thing um, except yeah. that happened in real life <laughs> that, I think the uh, reverse funnel system was from uh, It's Always Sunny right I, I don't remember exactly yeah, yeah it was so they they joined oh, like a company called Invigoron <laughs> <laughs> it was an upside down pyramid and they're just like success is at the bottom of the of the funnel <laughs> and so you go wait, it's, it's literally, literally a pyramid scheme upside down so like literally the only thing is that physically on a chart you would be at the top of the paper it's on <laughs> yes i'll send it in the in the chat that, yeah that's good that's good it's pretty funny yeah so so um if you're interested in finding out more about nixium i highly recommend there's like a bunch of shit out in the world about it right now there's a 
two documentary series, both it. Nice. In Figueron. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, there, there are two, um, like, sort of competing documentaries that sort of detail the rise and fall, sort of, of Nixium. One being The Vow on HBO and uh, Seduced um, on, I believe it's Stars. Yeah, it's I literally, Stars. like, I got a f- seven day free trial of Stars just to watch it and then canceled it. Oh, dang. <laughs> Yeah, it's only four episodes, the one seduced, and um, that one actually goes into a lot more detail into, like, sort of the, the sordid details that we're going to get into um, a little bit later. Mm. And then there's also a podcast series um, by the CBC called um, Escaping Nixium, which I recommend the all CBC. those. The, the CBC, what? yeah. The Canadian Broadcast uh, company. company. Or corporation, Cor- I don't remember. Corporation. One, I think it might be a corporation. But anyway, if you're interested in really deep, deep, deep diving into those things like the I have deep, been doing the for the last like month, um, definitely check all those out. But I'm going to kind of go through, sort of like give you like the most general version I can, and yet it's still like 15 pages of notes. Oh, so wow. let's get into it. <laughs> Here we go. So, I'm ready. Um, so first, let's uh, talk about the founders of the company a little bit. And they are, slideshow... Keith Raniere and Nancy Salzman. Is They're that the not same just person. the same person? They're the they same on- person split from one one <laughs> ultimate being. They one honestly look earrings. like they could be like fraternal twins. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's uncanny. They even have the same <laughs> um, like e boy part in the middle of their yeah. head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you have first Keith Raniere, who is kind of going to be like the central figure of what becomes sort of like the Nixium cult as we know it. And then we have Nancy Salzman, who was sort of the president and sort of like the sort of more like the legal face of the company. Whereas like Keith Raniere and like a lot of sort of like the documentation around Nixium and executive success programs is technically like not even considered part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just sort of like supposed to be sort of like the guru um, around this group but he's like not like his name isn't like on any of sort of like the legal documents Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. i believe Mm -hmm. is already pretty sus as it is you know Mm -hmm. i wonder why so let's talk more about ranieri let's 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 find out a little bit about this guy Mm. because um he's got a bit of an interesting story mr keith ranieri so and a lot of them are very bold claims by this man, as is common in these sort of weird cult-like groups that we see. You get a lot of bold, bold claims <laughs> from their leaders. So, starting with which, uh, Ranieri claims that he could read full sentences by age one, that he could, or sorry, he could speak in full sentences by age one, could read competently by age two, was a piano prodigy, and a judo champion by age eight. Wow! Um, so this guy's uh, yeah. really on his high horse. Seems likely. Yeah. Well, I've never had kids. Could have happened. I've never. Yeah. I've never. I don't know when. When? What age? <laughs> <laughs> so also by in 1989, um, Ranieri um, took um, an IQ test and claims that his results were so um, high, like that he was considered the smartest man in the world, and actually got himself into the Guinness Book of World Records as one of the smartest men alive. Oh my god. That's these are all like easily disproven facts. Right. Now the interesting yeah, I know the thing that's <laughs> in in sort of legal filings that come up later when we talk about Nixium, 
basically that is exposed as being basically yeah you're right on there jack basically any claim he's made can he cannot substantiate <laughs> other than by anecdotal evidence Wait, why but you can't even, prove that I'm he wrong. was like i was in he was like i was in the guinness book of world records and they go mm. um okay which which year and he goes oh this year and they go and check you can just go and check and they're like no you're you're not <laughs> well the, the the story sort of behind the guinness book thing is actually very kind of like interesting okay it was only printed like in one place like in the world and then it was like quickly redacted from like other <laughs> places where it was printed when they realized what? it was bullshit oh, but like, so the, like there's like like one run of the guinness book of world records that was like distributed oh I don't so remember, it's like I, it's like it was like an technically <laughs> Yeah, so he got in, and then, like, later, they, like, realized, oh, we fucked up. Like, this guy is, like, not legit. So, can you just call the Guinness Book of World Records and just say you did something, and they'll they'll print it? You also have to be like, hey, I'll pay you. Uh, Yeah, basically. I'd rather be in Ripley's Believe It or Nots. Yeah, so, like, I mean, there's they have some form of vetting system, but it's not, like, that stringent. And, yeah, I think uh, being paying money to get in is a big part of it, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, take Guinness Book of World Records with a grain of salt, people. <laughs> but then also, by the age of 13, Ranieri was cram- claiming to everyone he met that he was enlightened and <laughs> a, considered himself a guru of sorts for his um, way of thinking that he later um, will incorporate into Nexium and try to patent. Um, but we'll get to that when we get into this Nexium itself. This sounds amazing to talk to. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting dude. And then Nancy Salzman's story is that she was um, a um, psychologist who like specialized in psycholinguistics and was um, a um, sort of, I don't want to say expert, but she was like sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll, we'll just say expert in like a hypnotism. Yeah, so kind of like an interesting combo there. We got this guy who claims himself to be a guru and then we have a a psychologist who specializes in psycholinguistics and uh hypnotism so we got an interesting pair here between the two of these people yeah so we got Um, a narcissist and a therapist yes basically yeah and so before nixium was founded keith ranieri had started another company called consumers byline as your consumer byline b brent here so you know 1990 yeah yeah exactly um, so in 1990, he founded this multi-level marketing company again with the multi-level marketing. Um, it's basically the way it worked was that it was, um, a buying club offering discounts to members who could become affiliates and recruit more members. And basically the idea being that they would, uh, members would negotiate the best deals on retail items for customers paying, uh, consumer bylines incorporated for its services. So basically, you would call up consumer bylines and be like, "I'm looking for a new washing machine." They're big. We're on it. <laughs> click, 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 click. Hello, operator. Give me the best washing machine. Like, and find like the best price and like try to like, negotiate with retailers to get That's the best smart. price. So where would they get their money? And, would you pay them to do this? Yeah. So you, as a customer, would call up consumer bylines. You would pay them to find you the best deal on a washing machine. They would go and negotiate a deal with like whatever retailers find you the best deal. You'd buy the washing machine. They would get a cut, like a commission for negotiating that deal. And then basically also, again, with the pyramid funneling scheme yeah, style, yeah. every person above you, so like whoever recruited you into consumer bylines would get a cut of that commission. And then the person above oh. them until it would all funnel its way up to the top. You know? Oh my God, I had this so, amazing thing where I, I, <laughs> I saved $25 
uh, for a washing machine, and all I had to do was pay a company a hundred bucks to to find me the best one. It's like, aren't yeah, you losing I mean, money at that point? <laughs> I mean, well, it's, I it's, assume it would be enough for right you to still I mean, save money. Yeah, I mean, they were reasonably successful for a few years. They they were they were kept going for. It a sounds good like three one of those one of those pre-internet things where it would be a good idea to have. Mm-hmm. where like if it was just like not a multi-level marketing thing though and it was just a team of people who you called into and they just did it right yeah. right and then exactly. yeah if you save 50 bucks you know they take 10 bucks to 15 bucks or whatever yeah so i mean not like bad. it's not bad yeah i mean that it was successful for a while until in 1993 when they were shut down after being investigated by 20 states um in 20 different states in the u.s and that year new york filed a lawsuit alleging that the company was a pyramid scheme as we've been saying pyramid scheme are pyramid schemes inherently illegal though because aren't there a bunch of them uh yeah no that's not legal at all (laughs) how are there Um, so many of them because i think they can technically they, they, they they're probably just like some technical legal loophole or like just on the yeah. fringe of legality on the books yeah. on the fringe of legality yeah because technically multi-level marketing companies aren't illegal but there is enough distinction between multi-level marketing and like a pyramid scheme i guess to make <laughs> yeah. it legal yeah but his his company's veer on the end of being too pyramid schemey <laughs> to be allowed to exist <laughs> it's tr- called yeah, trickle so. down economics yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. yours is too it's like yeah okay we'll let you do this to an extent but you're doing it too far yeah you're, you're just stealing money so um <laughs> in 1996 ranieri signed a consent order permanently barring him from promoting offering or granting participation in chain distribution schemes and ordered to pay a forty thousand dollar fine so basically he basically had to sign a deal with New York saying that he would not ever start another company like this again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, it, let's fast forward to 1998 where Keith Raniere meets one Nancy Salzman where they decide to form Nixium, which is, again, a personal development offering, our company offering executive success programs and a range of techniques for self-improvement using the multi-level marketing system for <laughs> recruiting people and earning commissions. Oh my God, and, what? But, why? But... But Nancy Salzman is the president and CEO of the company, and Ranieri technically is not anywhere to be found on any of the documentation for the company hierarchy. Okay, so, so that's it's a how loophole. they kind of get around. That's how they get around that. Is he's just sort of like an advisor and a guru. It's just his philosophy <laughs> that is being used to sort of formulate the ideas of the company. But he's not. He's not making any money from this. Oh you guys, 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 he's not making any money from this. <laughs> he's a renunciate. He doesn't have any possessions. Come on. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Was he? Wait, yeah. so how but, many years uh, later was this? Like two years later. Two years. He couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't go two years without creating another multi-marketing. The man, man, every day he's hustling, my guy. Yeah. So. Rainier, um, Keith Ranieri's um, main emphasis is to have people experience more joy in their lives, according to Nexium's uh, executive success programs. So, and again, like, you know, consumer bylines before it got shut down, this company was 
doing pretty well for itself uh, by 2003 um over 3700 people had taken part in esp or executive success programs and some of the people had included um some really successful people such as slideshow sorry i keep bouncing back and forth between slideshow and this <laughs> so we got going from left to right here for you boys we got um enron executive stephen cooper um we have uh anna christ Christina Fox, who was the daughter of former Mexican President Vincent Vicente Fox, uh, Richard Branson, <laughs> yeah, who, uh, who we all know, Richard Branson, a Virgin Airlines billionaire, of Virgin Airlines and Virgin everything. Um, we got actress Linda Evans here, and then we got Grace Park, who's in Hawaii Five O, I believe, is the show, like the newer version of it, not the old one. And we have um. Nikki Klein, who apparently was in Smallville as well, as to her right, Allison Mack, who is going to be a very important part of all this coming up later. Ooh. Remember that name, Allison Mack from Smallville. And then also we got Aunt Beru here from the prequels, <laughs> uh, Bonnie, I'm not sure how to say her last name, P-A-Z, um, I'm not sure, but uh, just, I'm going to call her Aunt Beru. It would have been funny <laughs> if it was the aunt and the uncle. Yeah. Uh, oh man, if only. Right? I thought the uncle did other stuff. I thought the uncle was was a weirdo too. He probably uh, is. Honestly, honestly, if they're involved with the prequels, there's a there's a distinct possibility. <laughs> what about honestly? Ewan McGregor, dude? Ewan McGregor. Oh, I'm Ewan. <laughs> Watch some Christopher Robin with me. I was in Doctor yeah. Sweep. Oh, <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Sweep. A sequel, a, a sequel that no one did, but I'm still interested in watching. Hey, the book was written anyway. <laughs> That's uh, true. Might as well, do the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Why not? And then, also very important in the company is a Claire and Sarah Brofman, who are also billionaire twins. Yeah, who are ba- billionaire heiresses to the Seagram's liquor fortune. What? So if you think of Seagram. Whoa! Yeah. I so don't know we why got, I'm so interested by all these corporate interlacings. <laughs> yeah, so we got these like billionaire heiresses to a huge alcohol company. I hate heiress. I hate heirs. I hate that whole thing. Yeah. So dumb. So they got all of a sudden we have uh these two uh women who have a ton of money and are willing to throw a lot of it at Nixium. So yeah, I mean Richard Branson of- alone has like a five billion dollar net worth or something. Yeah. Now it is important to note that Richard Branson, in hindsight, has said he had had, had no part with Nixium and did not participate. Uh, but there's a lot of people who were within Nixium who've come on and said like, oh yeah, he went to some classes. Hmm. But there's levels to this thing, as we're gonna see, like. There's like sort of the surface level of it, which is sort of the weird executive success program part of it, you know, the sort of Tony Robinson, Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. type aspects of it. And then as you get deeper and deeper and deeper into it is where the fucked up shit starts happening, you know. But before we we need to go through those layers before we get to like the, the, the nasty core of this whole thing at the center. The rotten core of the onion. Exactly. That stank. That's stank on. Um, so <laughs> is this some is this some new thing? <laughs> I'm just on like a weird tear about stank on. I don't. There's, there's no, this it's not a thing. A stank on. It's n- stank. It's a thing now. I think I just is. It's just the word stank. I, I like it. But is, dude, is it like? Did you watch Holes recently? No, <laughs> honestly, 
Honestly, did you watch I've done nothing? Now I watched the Queen's Gambit. Oh, okay, That's my there most you recent go. Viewing. There, there's where you got your but, onions from. It really? No, Why? there's no onions. Oh, <laughs> oh actually, wait, no, they actually technically there is because the, the mother character mentions how she because uh uh Beth the the lead character asked her mother like mother like oh is that a martini she's like no that's a Gibson because oh. the onion is more refined than an olive that's so true technically there was some onion in there right so. whoa 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 just, spoiler alert that was that yeah, was not English spoiler alert you just spoke, you just spoke meaningless spoiler I, I just know that Anna Taylor Joy is in it Anna Taylor yeah, Joy she's oh. very yeah she's she's very good as the lead character so good so, spoiler alert. Uh, her her mother character prefers uh, Gibsons to martinis. So, mm, mm. spoiler: don't even bother watching now. It's pointless. <laughs> what the heck is um, a Gibson? Is it like a martini it, but without it's onion? Just a, exactly. That's it. It's got pearl onion instead of an olive. So, oh, yum! I love cool. pearl I like, onion. I like onions. So anyway, <laughs> this literally has nothing to do with Nixium. So during a Nixium <laughs> seminar, students were expected to call Ranieri Vanguard and Salzman Prefect. As opposed to their actual names. What the what, dude? Vanguard and Prefect? Come on, yeah. dude. <laughs> so, the Hollywood Reporter wrote that Ranieri adopted the title Vanguard from his favorite arcade game in which the destruction of one's enemies increased one's own power. <laughs> Within what? the organization, Ghost the reasoning goblins. for the titles was that Ranieri was the leader of a philosophical movement, or Vanguard, and that Salzman was his first student, or Prefect. So that's sort of like the internal logic within the company, but it later came out that it was just like from a game that <laughs> Keith Raniere liked. So Nixium's training is a trade secret subject to non-disclosure agreements, but reportedly uses a technique the organization calls rational inquiry to facilitate personal and professional development. So you're probably wondering what is rational inquiry? Yeah. What is it? No, I know all about it. I'm not going to tell you because it's patented, baby. No. <laughs> what? Just kidding. He tried to patent it and was unsuccessful. I was say, how can you just patent like a dot? That, that, yeah. <laughs> like, what? But if you're interested in looking at the patent, it is very long and weird and interesting <laughs> to read. Um, but um, I, if you want to go to the brain, uh, brainboggopodcast.com and check out our brain bloggled, I'll have a link there to the patent that you can read for yourself if you are interested, along with some of the visual elements um, that will be referenced within this episode. So go check that out. Mm. But rational inquiry, what is it? So this is something that was taught through what was described as intensives in Nixon, <laughs> which are basically just like seminars or, you know, like low like class like multi-day classes where they would call them intensives but um taught through intensives where students would take five to 16 classes some lasting as long as 14 hours a day rational inquiry involved individual and group exercises that use patent pending technology quote unquote to change thinking and behavior so the idea behind rational inquiry is that a belief that is the belief that the more consistent a person is in their thinking, the more successful they can be in changing their thinking and behavior. Mm. Both individual and group exercises were supposedly, uh, which supposedly altered one's thinking and behaviors for a higher sense of self were created with this belief at their core. So basically the idea had been that to be a more successful person, you need to be 
as consistent as possible in your thought and feelings. So if you have any sort of like negative feelings or negative reactions to things, that's a um, inconsistent thought mm. or feeling. And so you need to um, go through intensives to learn how to not think that way because you need to have as level and even keeled as a response to everything that you come in contact with in order to be more whole and more um, integrated, as they like to describe it Interesting. in Nixium. It's funny because when I was, um, I think, 11 years old, my parents did this like class called like Landmark Education or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it reminds me a lot of what you're describing because they were like, oh, Bobby, you should do it, you know, and learn a lot about the power of positive thinking in different situations or whatever. And it yeah. was like three days in a row. I missed school to do it. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it was 14 hours a day. And I had to like go to this place in Boston from like like six in the morning to whatever. You, tr- you almost got indoctrinated, boy. Dude, it was awful. It wasn't like quite as, I don't know, crazy as this. It was kind of a little more what like. Is this, what is this flow chart? I know. I'm so intrigued by the flow chart. I'm trying to make sense of it this- as well. It's supposed to be sort of like Keith Raniere's idea of like what his philosophy is by like his philosophy combines like all these other philosophies. So you got you got the U.S. Navy, Mm -hmm. which which you combine scouting, acting, sci-fi, saucer Mm -hmm. culture, space opera with. And that gives gets you to, to L. Ron Hubbard Scientology, like. But also, you when you connect acting and sci-fi to judo, I like how I like how, I like how judo is so important. It directly influences him. Yeah, it, it's wild. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, oh my I, god! I don't even really know what to to make of all of it, but I thought that was a fun thing visual it's there. So Res- absurd! Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So speaking of absurd, you're probably also noticing the picture there of all those people on stage wearing funny colored sashes. Yeah, this looks so like a, big, a religious thing. Yeah, so a big part of Nixium's um, class structure and ranking structure was displayed through colored sashes similar to like that of martial arts and they each sash also has um stripes on it they call this the striped path mm. so basically you would work your way up through the ranks of nixium yeah you know when you get your like your like different colored sashes you get your like striped blue belt you know yeah you get yeah. your rings on your belt until you get up to the next level or whatever so like they had this structure within nixium as well where like the more like intensives and classes you took you could work your way up sort of the uh, ranking structure of the organization and then you could become like a teacher and teach your own intensives and then work your way up more and more and naturally in a very scientology sort of way this costs money to do <laughs> so um some of the classes could range to be as expensive as uh, seven thousand five hundred dollars for like a six-day intensive course um, okay and so every time you went through one of these courses you would have to pay into this to um do that and, and very much like um uh, whatchamacall like uh scientology like if you were found to like be not progressing well enough you could get bumped back too and have to work your way back off the system um so part of nixium's feature uh nixium is that it featured a 12-point mission statement which participants recited during classes pledging to purge themselves of quote all 
parasites and envy-based habits, unquote, to enroll others and to, quote, ethically control as much of the money, wealth, and resources of the world as possible within my success plan, unquote. Hmm. So, um, yeah, very, uh, weird stuff. And then also part of it, too, apparently, was that, um, Photographs of Keith Raniere and Nancy Salzman were displayed during classes, which would conclude with participants showing gratitude to their two leaders by basically at the end of every class, they would come up to the pictures and have to thank Prefect and uh, Vanguard. So yeah. weird with nicknames, yeah. dude. Yeah, it kind of seems like it, it almost seems like without the nicknames and the sashes, it could almost pass as normal-ish. Yeah, and aside like from the, the judo thing, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the, the judo is like a weird, um, a weird thing. I don't know really understand how that impacts like the executive success part of it, but um, yeah, it's 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 something, isn't it? Um, <laughs> classes were divided into modules. Um, one mod, there were multiple modules, including one that was called relationship sourcing, where students were instructed to explore the benefits they would receive in the event of a partner's sudden death another module included dracula and his ghouls reportedly discussing psychopaths and their followers other module titles included best people perfect world and the heroic struggle so now we're starting to sound a little bit like jordan peterson here yeah this is like some um or some like joseph campbell type shit um i don't know but um so let's go over some of Nixium's practices that kind of will explain sort of how I think the question that comes up a lot when people talk about Nixium is like, how did these people get sucked into this? Like, because like when you talk about some of like the crazy sort of like sex cult stuff yeah. and stuff that we're going to get to later on, you're thinking like, how do how did someone get into the mindset where they could even get involved in something like that and not realize that they were getting sucked into something like that well so practice number one judo (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) judo and sex cults are hand in hand baby um too early for that one oh yeah so yeah sorry for that for you guys a little bit of a sneak peek you got a little sneak peek of some of the crazy shit that's going to come up later oh man um yeah, so let's talk about their um, some of their different practices. So Nixium featured a practice termed exploration of meeting that involved senior members of the organization questioning new members as they delved into their childhood memories. In these sessions, the senior members would identify what they call limiting beliefs within the participants. So you might be wondering, what's a limiting belief? So, what is a limiting a belief, li- Brent? I'll tell you, Bobby, <laughs> a limiting belief is the idea that anything negative in our lives is of our own creation. We control our reactions to everything, so anything we react, react negatively, negatively to is our own fault. Yeah, sounds and like the secret. We, <laughs> and anything we believe we cannot do is a limiting belief. So the only thing stopping us from being able to do it is our belief that we cannot do it. So, you can see the idea, like, on some level, it's like, okay, yeah, if I say to myself, oh, you know what, I'll just never be good at, I don't know, playing this song on the guitar because I'm just not good enough. It's like, well, 
yeah, I guess that will probably be tr- be true if you believe that. But if you choose to be like, well, if I work hard enough, then I can de- do this. Then yeah, you probably could eventually, you know, learn that. So, like, I can see how if you're in the right mindset, like if you're looking for something like this to find more meaning in your life, that you might be able to like, okay, yeah. So negativity in my life is my own causation, or if I don't think I can do this thing, I'm limiting myself by saying I can't do that. Right. So like I I can see some value to that. Yeah, people that the problem maybe like is, a victimhood mentality like kind of thing. Right. Victimhood is a big thing in Nixium where they say anyone who is a victim of anything is a victim by their own causation, mm. by thinking of yourself as a victim or believing that you're victimized in any way means you're creating that yourself. So it's your own fault. And this can be very dangerous right. when we sort of let this idea sort of run rampant. Cause like, obviously there's some situations where no, this is not your fault. Like external factors are being sort of pushed onto you. And that doesn't, that's not your fault. Yeah. But the way Nixium works is anything that you react negatively to is your own baggage. And you need to work through that. Like, so and he's intense with people like, Oh, well, why do you think that's negative like why you know like if say they said something like oh i don't know like this is just like a lot of money like to like get into this program like oh well why do you feel like why is a money an issue for you Mm. like what's that about this kind of sounds like a negative baggage thing that you have this is a limiting belief that you think that money is something that limits you think about all the the payback you'll get later on if you spend this money you're not thinking about the bigger picture yeah mm. and so you can see how this belief can get kind of dangerous like i they're literally the other thing that's really interesting about nixium to me that i didn't mention at the top i probably should have is that never have i seen what ended up being a cult have so much documentation of everything that happened within the cult really <laughs> like keith ranieri literally insisted on everyone that people record every conversation he had with anybody every phone conversation um, anytime he had like meetings with people, he wanted it filmed. Like he, like there is so much documentation of everything that's ever happened involving Nixium and it's sort of his philosophies and all that. So that must so, mean that you know he genuinely believed a lot of this stuff, right? Because if it was he's, fully he's, a scheme, he would probably feel guilty and try to hide a lot. Well, of he, that, the, the, you know? the thing though is that he's also an extreme narcissist. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't necessarily say that he didn't know that he's scamming people, mm-hmm. but that he was like so confident in himself that it didn't matter that it was a scam because he just believed in the scams. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't know, it's crazy. So anyway, all that is to say is that there's like tons of footage of Keith Raniere just saying the wildest shit under the guise of like, well, anything you have a negative reaction to is your own fault. <laughs> to the point of him really saying like, people like rape victims, like, um, just like believing yourself to be a victim is, you know, your own fault. And the people who cry, you know, abuse, abuse, abuse are more abusive than people who actually abuse. Because calling something weird. abuse is more abusive than actual abuse because it's only abuse if you view it through that lens. Oh, <laughs> what, what well, is that, weirdo? That, that really stunts anyone from uh, healing in any way whatsoever from trauma. <laughs> 
Right. It, well, it's it's weird because like the people who kind of get into it, I mean, obviously they don't lead off with like, hey, if you're a rape victim, it's your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. the feeling as you're feeling that you're a victim. But like, you know, they start with very general like, oh, well, all the negativity in your life is your own creation. Like you can control negativity. Like if you look at something that you have in your life and you view it negatively, if you just kind of look at like, well, why do I see that as a negative thing? Why why do I have a negative reaction to it? And you examine the thought, like people kind of get sucked into it. It's like, oh, wow, I can control everything in my life. Like I never have to feel negative about anything. It, it makes me think about and, like the, the message that we often hear with like systemic oppression and stuff like, oh, well, this person did it because they didn't think of themselves as an oppressed person. So if you yeah. just think of yourself as a person who will be successful, you can be like them, even though like statistically mm-hmm. that's not true. Yeah. It just kind of reminds me of that mentality where it's like it means you it sounds like it means well but but when you when you see like how this sort of like philosophy because this is sort of like the core philosophy behind nixium yeah how this is sort of weaponized against its members later on in much more fucked up ways um you can sort of see how people could sort of like buy into some of the crazier things later on because they're like oh well if I have a gut feeling in my stomach that's telling me there's something wrong with this, that's my baggage. Right. That's just my baggage. You know, this that's just from my past, you know, my upbringing and stuff. That's just limiting beliefs that I need to get over, you know? So, yeah. um, Nixium also, so just some other beliefs of Nixium. Nixium taught that there are some people called suppressives. You may remember this term from um, our Scientology episode. It's basically the same idea from that, being that... Um, suppressives were people who tried to impede the progress of people within nexium so people who are irrevocably turned against ranieri were have said to have gone undergone what they called the fall and were labeled um luciferians or people who are lost for whom bad feels good and good feels bad mm. so basically just like you know anyone who says anything about bad about the the company and the group are suppressives or luciferians and lost causes or whatever so now we got this like isolation going on here where it's like you know any negative feeling you have is just your own baggage and anyone who's decided to leave the group and speak out against it are just suppressive people who are trying to ruin your life and impede your progress so like you need to like get those people out of your life yeah unfortunately that's like a, a common issue with cults you know yeah and this um this one's just like a goofy note here nixium members were required to participate participate in something called vanguard week which was an annual celebration of keith raniere's birthday are you kidding me i'm so dumb yeah yeah yeah. that is that that is complete narcissism yeah it's i really suggest like you guys watch like the vow and um seduce because like they have lots of footage from these it's it's wild man so did this guy like did this guy like kind of present himself as like almost like a god like a messiah like a type figure he, he 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 presented himself sort of like a dalai lama type figure uh, like a yeah. guru like this like all knowledgeable all-knowing man like a who bridge had, sure, between these, the spirits and had the had these the secrets well not even that but like at least not outwardly like the sort of outward face was like, like these secrets to success and being a like a successful human being although there are some weird spiritual crazy shit that comes up later on. Um, but that was more like in the real inner circles, you know, a- again, in the a very Scientology way. Circles. 
like the outer circle stuff is just kind of like you know executive success and then like the inner circle is like you know we're reincarnated nazis trying to repent for past sins yeah um and that's not a joke that's literal that's something (laughs) that they actually believe um so nixium has been associated in with other several um other related organizations within it um one called janess j-n-e-s-s was a society aimed at women and then there was another society called the society of protectors aimed primarily at men and then this is sort of like where some of like the really heavy misogyny comes into nixium Mm. which again is very important when we get into the sex slavery Mm. uh, part of nixium which i'm sure everyone who's listening to this has heard about so you had jeunesse which um sort of like the philosophy behind it was that and it, 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 it's crazy to me that, like, <clears throat> this worked, but I have to feel like it's all the stuff that precedes this that makes people buy into it. But, like, the idea was that, like, oh, well, women try to control men, and that's their, like, inherent sort of, like, defect. <laughs> and that, you know... Of course, of course. Women, are, like, all act like princesses, and, like, this is, like, a, like... This is like a limiting belief within themselves that they have to eliminate. It's all like, like when you see it in the show, it's like, or like hear about it in like the podcast about like escaping Nixium. It's kind of like hard to hear it and think like, how did people hear this? And we're like, yes, this, I believe. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess like by this point, people were so indoctrinated into the idea that this man just like n- knew all this stuff and was just like here to improve their lives that they could like create a group that basically was like just for women but like so misogynist at its core (laughs) well i feel like misogyny is one of those things that we we unfortunately have a lot of it like ingrained into regular society that you can kind of make these jumps and yeah you know it's like you hear some like people be like oh women you know it's like that's not too far off from uh, being like you know women are so controlling and then you make yeah. that leap to this leap and that leap to this leap and then it's like mm-hmm. you know you just kind of find yourself falling down this path and then you look back and you're like holy shit I'm in like a sexist cult <laughs> Yeah, I'm not it, saying the average crazy. person would go through this yeah. I'm just saying like from their perspective, you know. You know, everyone goes through that in their lives. Everyone. Every, once in a while. Everyone go, gets, you know, it becomes part of a misogynist cult. Yeah. yeah and it's and then they started to like do some really weird shit like with this too, beyond the misogyny. Like, like one of the things that they would do within Janess, I guess, was according to um, a complaint filed by a former member of Nixium, um, a medical doctor would perform an experiment on people within Nixium involving recording her EEG responses while viewing footage of people being murdered. Weird. What? Yeah. Why? I I don't to I, to I, see, I, dude, to see. So weird. Yeah, and then it's funny that like all some of the like higher ranking people within Nixium believe themselves to be reincarnated high ranking Nazis. But that their purpose of being reincarnated was make up for their past sins. And then we have like literal fucking like eugenic type experiments going on <laughs> in fucking Nixium. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And yeah, and that other thing I mentioned before, Society of Protectors, that was aimed prim- primarily at men. 
was sort of like had this idea of like you know men are it's it's all just like super massages like men are just like want to fuck everything and that's just our nature as men mm. and that like polygamy is just like the natural state of men you know and it's like we have to understand this about ourselves in order to like fulfill our pulp full potential or some shit but then i like at a certain point they also brought some women into the society of protectors and would like the men within it would have to like basically like harass and bully them and like treat them like what look quote unquote little boys are treated like and would just like basically like bully the women in the group to teach them like what it's like to be a boy growing up you know it's all very weird and abusive and fucked up yeah so in 2003 nixium sued uh the ross institute in a case known as nixium core versus ross institute alleging copyright infringement for publishing excerpts of content from its manual in three critical articles commissioned by cult investigator rick allen ross and posted on his website uh, rick allen ross is a very famous um sort of like um academic who studies cults and like has written lots of books about different types of cults and stuff so obviously nixium did not appreciate uh anyone sort of referring to them as a cult and writing about them so a big part <laughs> of nixium's thing um is suing people as like a method of you know silencing people who try to speak out against the group and with our deep pockets of the Brofman sisters that we talked about before that made a lot of that possible because they literally threw millions and millions and millions of dollars into nixium that's scary so I mean, money is a very powerful thing with cults yeah. you know yeah and yeah if you have like little billionaires backing your cult like then you gotta like imagine there's a lot of power there this is like scientology level shit yeah so um rick ross i i always feel weird calling him rick ross because i just think mm. rick ross <laughs> you know i always think of rick roll all the Ro- all the ricks all the rosses <laughs> all the rolls um so ross posted a a psychiatrist assessment of Nixium's secret manual on his website that called the regimen expensive brainwashing. Mm. Uh, Ross obtained the manual from former um, member Stephanie Franco, a co-defendant in the trial, who signed a non-disclosure agreement to not divulge information from the manual to others. Uh, Nixium filed suits in both New York and New Jersey, but both were eventually dismissed. After they had spent about five million dollars in legal fees on the case in the span, I think a course of like seven years, the whole case. Um, That's long. So, um, this was all in two thousand three, um, but around two thousand six, um, actresses Kirsten Kirk and um, Allison Mack of Smallville became um, affiliated with the organization. And then that's kind of like when things start to develop in some weird ways. Let's get into what is known as DOS. Because this is um, sort of the, the crazier parts. You know, you got your... Uh, Nixium. You got your, your uh, garage band. You got your mm-hmm. Reaper. Yes. You know, all the DOS. Exactly. All the DOS. All the bras. We say um, that too much. <laughs> I know. I said that already once before in an uh, older episode. Two times too many. No, nah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, so like it. DOS 
or which stands for Dominus Obsequious Sororium, which sort of loosely translates to Master Over Slave Woman. Huh. Um, Heck yeah. Was a secret uh, women's society formed within Nixium um, by one Allison Mack and Keith Ranieri. So after Allison Mack joined, she kind of like quickly sort of rose up in the ranks of Nixium and sort of became almost like a confidant to Ranieri. And so they start, she sort of formed this society with uh, Keith Ranieri, although the people within the society who joined it didn't really realize that that's what they were joining was yeah. a society formed by the two of them. But basically the way the structure worked was, again, like a pyramid scheme recruiting system. You had a master who would then have their slaves who were directly under them and each of those slaves would then recruit more slaves and vice versa and so on and so on and so on. And so the way the master-slave relationship worked was that the slaves had to be 100% obedient to their master. And so the way this would work is that uh, slaves would have to provide collateral to their masters. Collateral meaning um, anything that could be used or that um, the slave would not want revealed about themselves. Um, so as a way to, you know, basically, quote, um, have the slaves maintain their promises to their masters. So it became this sort of like weird thing of like, you know, you would have a master, they would recruit however many slaves, like four to six slaves or whatever. And each of those slaves would be beholden to their master. And so like, it would mean like any time of day, if the master texted them, they had to respond within like one minute of the master texting them if the master asked them to do anything they had to do it like no questions asked hmm. and they would when they would frequently have to not even just p provide collateral once but con constantly providing more and more collateral so it could be like you know secrets that they won't, don't want revealed or compromising photos of themselves and um videos and stuff of this nature who would decide um, who was whose master um well it's the pyramid structure right so mm. masters would also be slaves to someone else so oh that's weird yeah so so you <laughs> he basically like people th this group was eventually exposed by um a woman named um sarah edmondson who kind of got pulled into it by um one of the higher ranking members of um nixium and she was a high ranking member herself but she was pulled in by um lauren salzman who's the daughter of nancy salzman oh. and so it was kind of sold as like oh it's like this like super empowering group for women and it's just like a secret group and it's just for us and you know it's like really cool like you're really gonna gonna like appreciate what we're doing here but it's a secret so you can't tell anybody and basically it's like explaining the master slave relationship being as like oh well the idea is that you know you're uh, you come to me as i am sort of like sort of the master of your goals where like i am going to make sure that you stick to like whatever it is you say you're going to stick to in your goal of self-improvement and the way you're going to do that is by providing collateral and i'm going to like be like on you to like make sure that you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing to reach your personal goals so that's sort of like the way the group was sold so you blackmail yourself <laughs> or like you put yourself in a situation where right. it's basically you have the ability the 
the potential to be blackmailed by someone above you that's super yeah. weird yeah but here's the thing is like collateral apparently is like a big part of sort of like the nixian philosophy so you like if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it like you like provide some sort of collateral like all right well then i'm going to you know run this many classes now because you know i didn't meet that goal that i said i was gonna do so now i'm gonna do this thing as collateral to pay as a payment for you know not fulfilling my goal so like the sort of idea of collateral mm -hmm. existed within nixium but not to like this more extreme extent of like you know send us naked pictures of yourself yeah. or videos or like tell us a secret about like someone who like you love who you wouldn't want them to he hear about dude and like this yeah it's the same thing as scientology it's just that scientology doesn't call it collateral with like yeah the, with like the the vetting the auditing yeah the auditing and in the, in the getting rid of your thetans it's yeah, just exactly. you're telling them your, your darkest secrets and they record it all wow yeah it's like when you it's go crazy. bowling and you gotta give them your shoes so that you you know you promise that you'll bring the you'll their bring shoes back, back. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's exactly yeah, what it is. Except it's exactly instead of shoes, like that, it's your darkest, you know deepest secrets. Except it's, yeah, except it's like pornography. So what like, you're saying is Nixium yeah. is basically a big bowling alley. Exactly. 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 I get it except now. In, except instead of, instead of uh, your shoes, it's the fact that you like... I don't know, sexually assaulted someone. And instead of pins, yeah, it's, it's people in the shape of a pyramid. Yeah, so... Yeah, so people on, joining on. DOS didn't so people joining DOS didn't really realize that Keith Raniere was basically the head of this thing and sort of it was his idea to start this thing and so most people go, getting into it did not realize that so but anyway so the structure again so like at the top like the ultimate master of this whole thing is Keith Raniere and then he had like six slaves under him including Alice and Mac and then like five other high-ranking members of Nixium, and then each of those slaves had six slaves over, under them, etc., etc. And so... Did they call them slaves? Yes. Slave master is part of the terminology within it. <sighs> so, and as a part of joining DOS is something that wasn't really clearly, I guess, explained when it was revealed by... Um, Sarah Edmondson, like, t it wasn't really revealed to her, like, what exactly was going to happen, but there's sort of, like, an initiation ceremony that they would undergo, and within that initiation ceremony was them getting branded. Oh, my God. It's the so thing we got we pictures saw. here. So, we got pictures here. Basically, what happened is, in the ceremony, um, they would... Um, someone, I believe it was a, a doctor, not the same doctor from before, but another doctor would use a cauterizing pen to draw this brand onto basically like the pelvis of the women joining DOS. That's so, um, that's such a bad place. Like it's so uncomfortable to look at. Yeah. And it's just, it's pretty fucked up. And so they were told getting the brand that it was like representative of like the elements, like, you know, like. They have sort of like the classical elements, water, wind, earth, fire, that sort of thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But on upon closer examination, what that um, is actually a brand of is Keith Raniere's initials. No way. So you can, if you look at the picture on the right there, and so he's got the court sort of drawing. When you flip it on its side, you can see the K and then sort of a backwards R oh my within God. the K. 
Yeah, so... What? Dude, this is literally, like, slavery. <laughs> and so... At, yeah, no, it's, yeah <laughs> Bob, where have you been? <laughs> but, like, with but the branding the, and everything. But here's the thing, though. It, it gets even more so than that, to the point where, like, basically, um, slaves were expected to do any sort of menial sort of labor and tasks for Nixium that their masters would request. Mm-hmm. So they were literally working for free for Nixium. You know, wow. like if Nixium said, like, we need you to do this. And so if their master told them they had to do it. So these people were literally executing free labor for this company at a certain point. So like they, they were actual slaves, <laughs> like doing free labor for the company. You know, that episode of um, Black Mirror where the kid, the, the kid had like, jerks off in front of his laptop Shut and that dance yeah yep. and then and then yeah the, the the hacker is like go do all these things for me or else i'll share the video of you masturbating yeah mm-hmm. and that video that episode terrifies me because of like the idea of like people being forced to do something because you know even going to the th- authorities you know there's still that threat that you could be exposed or whatever right. and uh it sounds like that's like actually what's happening here and that's uh right it's really now, now the, the thing yeah and like it would be sold as if like oh well like we would never actually expose any of this stuff it's just like it's just like a tool for you to be make sure that like you're actually committed so like you have to do this like extreme thing yeah. to show that you're actually committed to being a part of this in your goals but they're like oh we would never actually release any of this stuff it's just like a tool or whatever but little did they know that like all this stuff that was being provided as collateral was basically going up to Keith Raniere. So like Jeez. any sort of like videos of like, you know, these women in compromising positions or their secrets and stuff were all going to Keith Raniere. And like sort of like the, the requests from, you know, slave to master or from master to slave would get increasingly, increasingly more extreme to eventually a lot of these women would eventually be asked to try to seduce Keith Raniere uh. as like part of so basically this was like a tool being used set up by Keith Raniere for him to basically create sex slaves basically where women who would like be sort of like be forced into these sexual you know sexual encounters with Keith Raniere but again we come back to this whole idea of limiting beliefs in that any sort of like negative feeling that anyone had about this was just you know their personal baggage you know mm. it's not that there's anything actually wrong if you if you choose not to view it negatively then it's actually empowering or whatever and that's how like how this whole thing was sold and how like so many women were like stayed within it because a lot of them did would leave and tried to leave quietly and it wasn't until like sort of like sarah edmondson was like sort of the first one to sort of blow the lid on the whole thing yeah um because yeah it's just fucking crazy and messed up and it feels like yeah. it was a pre-planned brainwashing scheme like even though it seemed it, it from from That's listening the to the thing. whole story it seems like it kind of just happened naturally by by keith but like mm. i don't know it, it almost feels like a There's plot a, well because like some of like the weirder details of like the dos stuff is like part of it is that you know like weights like the women were like m- like had to like were very like calorie controlled like they had to like monitor how much they ate and they couldn't have more than like a certain certain calorie level and like a certain had to get down to like certain weights and it was basically just like a way for like keith ranieri to basically sort of like groom these women to being sort of like his preferred body type 
you yeah. know, when he brought them in to like have sex with him, you know, like it very quickly becomes like, oh, so this whole thing seems like that all along. It was just like him trying to like create this like obedient cults that would just kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah. And you think literally to the point where he created sex slaves and just actual slaves, you know, so so executing labor for the company. So where are we now with this? Like, where is is Keith in this day and age so yeah so eventually the story got blown up when sarah edmondson like went to the new york times and that big new york times story was released it was right around the same time as me too first sort of like really exploded Mm -hmm. into like the social consciousness with the harvey weinstein stuff and uh you know bill cosby and all those stories like this came out like right on the tail of that stuff Mm. so it got a lot of traction really quickly and then up behind the scenes um there was this woman, um, I don't remember her first name, but her last name's Oxenberg. She was actually like a famous actress from like the 70s. She was on the show, I want to say Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, her daughter had gotten sort of sucked into this group. Her name was India Oxenberg. And um, the, the the Stars docuseries uh, Seduced follows um, her story. Mm. And she comes up within the vow as well. But like in that one, she's still like very much like a part of all of it. And like is like sort of like uh advocate for the group as opposed to you know being against it um but eventually um the her mother was sort of like collecting like all these documents that she had collected over the years and was working with this other guy who had worked with nixium but then like had a falling out with them when he like figured out that they were like embezzling like hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever (laughs) so like the two of them sort of worked together to sort of bring this huge dossier to the uh, fbi and as a result in uh, march of 2018 uh, 2018 keith ranieri was arrested indicted on charges related to dos including sex trafficking sex trafficking conspiracy and conspiracy to commit forced labor he was arrested in mexico and held in uh, custody in new york until he was um, indicted. Uh, the indictment alleged that at least one woman was coerced into sex with Keith Ranieri, who forced DOS members to undergo branding ritual, uh, the branding ritual alleged by Edmondson and others. So, Keith Ranieri was, you know, arrested there. But not only that, on uh, April 20th of 2018, Allison Mack was arrested and indicted on similar charges to Keith Ranieri. Um, according to prosecutors, after she recruited women into first Nixium and then DOS, Mac coerced them into engaging in sexual activity with Keith Ranieri and performing menial tasks for which Ranieri allegedly paid Allison Mack. So apparently he was also paying Allison Mack to have her do all this stuff for him. So like to recruit sex slaves and then have them mm. doing work for the company. Um Mac was further alleged to be Nixium's second in command after Ranieri. So, um, not only that, um, the Brofman sisters were also both arrested on July 24th um, of this, uh, I believe, of this year and were charged with racketeering. Um, they were released to house arrest after signing a $100 million bail bond, um, but also arrested, also arrested and charged with the same crime where Nixium's president, Nancy Salzman, her daughter, Lauren Salzman, and another employee, Kathy Russell, who I guess was their bookkeeper or whatever. Mm. Her name is not one that's come up much in my research other than in the fact that she was arrested. 
So on top of all that, um, Nancy Salzman pled guilty to the charge of racketeering and criminal conspiracy. Um, her daughter also pled guilty. Um, Allison Mack pled guilty to racketeering, but not to the um, sex trafficking charges. And um, the Brofman sisters pled guilty to charges of harboring an alien and identity fraud. Um, with um, Basically, they assisted Keith Raniere in fleeing to Mexico. Or before he was arrested. Although, like, it's Nixium had like a very big following in Mexico, also. So it, like, I, there's so many weird details. This thing you really do have to like watch some of these other documentaries. Because again, I'm not gonna do a ten part docu series <laughs> on this like they did. But yeah, there's like some really crazy wrinkles to the story. But yeah, so they fled to Mexico, and so the Brofman sisters pled char- uh, guilty to those charges, but not to the the wire fraud or the racketeering charges. Um. And then Keith Raniere um, was found guilty on all charges and was sentenced to 120 years in federal prison. Not enough. For the charges. Not enough. What do you mean not enough? He'll die in there. It should be at least 200. Probably doesn't mean mean anything. Oh, I don't know. He's a messiah. He might live a really long time. Yeah, and then also the Brofman sisters at this point have been sentenced to six years and nine months in pre- uh, federal prison for uh, the crimes that they confessed to at this point. But yeah, so that's sort of like, that's what I have for my notes as far as all that goes. But um, I don't know, guys, what do you, what do you have for thoughts on this one? Um, It's just like, just yeah, read the fine print, careful what you're getting into. <laughs> Don't I think stuff. I think we need to watch the the documentaries now because this just seems. I really want to hear some of the like interviews from the people who are involved that, in this. Honestly, that's the part that like is the most interesting to me about the documentaries is actually hearing from people within it. Yeah, because like you can sort of see how people can get caught up into some of it. You know, mm-hmm. like I would, I would probably recommend if you have stars to do seduced um if you're only gonna watch one of them because i feel like that really gets more into like the nitty-gritty of it whereas i feel like the vow it follows um two like high-ranking members of the group who got out mm-hmm. mainly it follows sarah edmondson who's the one who sort of exposed dos and the the branding and all that um the picture in the slideshow is actually her brand that we're viewing on the left really um yeah and then this guy, Mark Vicente, who is um, a director of, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this movie, it's called What the Bleep Do We Know? Apparently it's like, oh, like a fairly well-known documentary. I've never seen it myself, but um, he's like I, the I director of that it. movie. Yeah, and he got, I guess he became very heavily involved in Nixium and was like one of the guys who was like filming everything that was happening in their sort of like weird Albany compound. Wow. Um, but yeah, so like it's it's interesting to get their stories, but I'd say the vow leaves more stuff out and maybe presents Mark and Sarah in a more favorable light. Mm. Um, cause they were pretty heavily involved. They were like really high ranking members before they finally got out when the DOS stuff sort of came to light, but like they were like in it, you know, and it took a while for the two of them to get out so, but, like, I think they're both, like, worth the watch if you're interested in this at all and you want to really dive deep into some of like, oh, yeah. the crazier stuff. 
if like if you want to hear more about you know like nancy salzman being the reincarnation of hitler or whatever <laughs> or you know <clears throat> sort of these like more like subgroups within nixium like the stuff about the society of protectors and Janess and like these weird groups and it's kind of sort of are seeing like sort of the intensives and all that stuff in like full motion it's like really worth the watch it's very interesting because you see what happened with a lot of these people is that they would have the intensives and would you know undergo what I believe it was called you know um, explanation of meaning sort of sessions where like they would have go talk about these like childhood traumas they have and then at the end of it they would be like oh my god like this thing that has been like this sort of traumatic memory my entire life and like i think about it and it doesn't even bother me anymore and like you could see like how these people are like getting into this thing like oh my god this is like a miracle you know like well this all must be like amazing and i should just trust everything that comes out of this and it's kind of crazy to see something that like actually worked well for people in some aspects could then be used as like a tool against them to do this really fucked up more lascivious stuff well, i just feel really really bad for all the people that that were involved um mm -hmm. it's difficult though because you know for some people involved that were also that were victims that were slaves they were also in a way masters of other slaves yeah. um but what's what's tough is for a lot of these people it seems like it's going to be very hard to get over uh the trauma of kind of learning that you're not a victim when you are and having to like relearn what it means to be a victim and how that can help you process and get better um because i'm, I'm imagining a lot of people were kind of brainwashed to the point where now they're programmed to not feel well i mean the thing is you know you say that bobby and that's definitely true because there are still people who are within the organization who are in full support of keith ranieri there's this like weird thing going on where there are like women who will like dance outside of his you know prison like Ooh. as like demonstrating like their like devotion to him or whatever and that they mm -hmm. believe that you know what was done to him was wrong and that that in the appeals he's going to get released because they're going to come to see you know that like all this was just like people trying to silence him like because like there's, there's a lot of like rhetoric like that within the organization that you know like these suppressives are trying to silence us, you know? Yeah. So it's, well, yeah, I have one message for fully Keith. devoted. I got one message for Keith. You know, if you truly believe in your, your own thing here, then don't be a victim in prison. You know, you made those decisions and you, you got yourself there. So look at it as a good thing. Cause <laughs> you know, nice. take your own advice, Keith, you're in prison because of your own decisions. Savage yeah. burn. <laughs> so he yeah, should so, be, he should be thankful yeah so that that's all i've got for nixium at this point and I, the, the, it's yeah like i said there's just so much it's one of those things that like if you really dive deep into it like there's just no way we could cover it all in one episode or even yeah. two episodes so i decided to do just like the most surface level uh presentation of it and if any of this has piqued your interest that you want to know more about it i definitely recommend any of those uh series that you can check out and watch yeah. or listen to and you can really 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 get into the nitty-gritty of this whole fucking thing but man oh a lot 
it's a lot um, at least this one didn't end with like people dead like you know jonestown or something like that yeah but, yeah but i mean sexual slavery is you know not something that's good <laughs> it's pretty bad no no it's it's a terrible thing and uh i think this is a great introduction for people who are more curious to learn more mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah so i'm gonna go check out some of the documentaries for sure yeah absolutely but yeah, other than that, unless you guys have any other thoughts, I think it's time we wrap this bad boy up. We're approaching an hour and a half here, so no, yeah, I'm. Uh, I that's uh, that's all I got. All right, so thank you Woo! so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Brain Boggled Podcast. If you liked what you heard, uh, make sure you subscribe at wherever you're listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it is, make sure you subscribe. Maybe leave a five star review if that's the sort of app that allows for that. Don't forget to go to that website, brainbogglepodcast.com, where you can check out the brain bloggled and you can see some of the images we referred to, such as those horrible brands that we just talked about. Or <laughs> yeah, the they're weird not fun flow to look chart at. about judo and space operas. That's yeah. a cool flow chart, though. It's a cool flow chart. Chart. It, may, it makes <laughs> no sense to me, but I'm sure if I had all of the judo literature. That I would understand better. Also, volleyball was a big part of Nixium. I I, I regret not bringing that up more. There's this like well, I literally googled vo- Keith Nixium Keith, and it just says Nixium Keith the volleyball was the first suggestion. Yeah, they they, they would have these like volleyball. weird like sessions where like they would play volleyball, and then like in between games, Keith would give like lectures. It was weird, <laughs> and you can That's see really all of that stuff in the vow if you are interested. Um but yeah, so go to that brain bloggles to read more about that stuff and check out some of the links I'll have in there such as the rational inquiry patent if you really want to dive deep mm. like I did. Um <laughs> you could also check us out on those social meds at yeah, brain boggled for at, yeah, you got to follow the social meds. We got the memes going again, so you got to check those yeah, out. Yeah, the memes are at back brain baby. Boggled. They're back and better than ever. It's at BrainBoggled on the Insta, at BrainBogglePod on Twitter. Um, you could also email us if you want to reach out, send us some podcast episode ideas, give us some praise, some some cheers, some jeers, or just say hey or whatever at BrainBogglePodcast yeah. or BrainBogglePodcast at gmail.com. That's at BrainBogglePodcast at gmail.com. And today, don't forget, don't forget about the Patreon. You know, uh, patreon.com forward slash brainboggle podcast, where as little as one buckaroo month, you can get bonus episodes of the pod about just whatever shit, what we feel like talking about that month. Um, a lot of video games, a lot of movies, you know, just that sort of shit, fun stuff, looser episodes, you know, loosey goosey. If you like hearing our voices, you'll like those. <laughs> and there are other tiers too, if you're interested in any of that. So, t shirts, posters. We got a Discord if you want to get on all that action, you know, mm. polls, all kinds of stuff. You know, go check that out for all of that fun goodness. Also, you can also we call us on the website. You can also call us at five eight eight two three hundred brain bog today. That's not true, <laughs> by the way. That's not. You'll get Empire. True. Don't don't call Empire unless you want yeah. to redo your carpet. Yeah. Which you might, honestly. I'm, yeah, I'm doing that. Well, <laughs> Empire just redid All my right. kitchen. It looks great. Nice, nice. You have carpet dude. in your kitchen, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually vinyl. No, I don't even know and what it fun. is. It's a laminate. It's something. It's something. It's something <sighs> for sure. 
All right, All right. boys. I, I, I'm All right, getting hungry. For, uh, Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah, Same. See you next week. Bye. Peace out. Bye. 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 Bye.